Hello, I'm Lauren Graziani. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm Gabriella Morgado. And welcome to our fourth episode of our Let's Talk Vape podcast series, where we post new episodes discussing topics surrounding the somewhat controversial subject of vaping every month on our YouTube channel. We are prevention specialists with the Alcohol and Other Drug Department from Helpline Youth Counseling. And this po podcast series is brought to you by Helpline Youth Counseling and UCLA Kaiser Health. So for this month's episode, we will be discussing what e-juices, their flavors, and nicotine strengths within them. So who are we? As I mentioned, we are from Helpline Youth Counseling, a nonprofit organization that seeks to enhance the well-being in youth and their families through counseling, education, and the utilization of community resources. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, our Instagram handle is aodprevention underscore hyc. On there is where we post factual information about drugs and alcohol. Uh, we also promote our upcoming events and workshops. And this is also where we will be um, promoting our new podcast episodes. So it's a good account to follow if you'd like. Um, for those of you who are just listening on to this podcast, you can access any graphics or images we talk about uh, during the episode on our YouTube channel, which is AODPS HYC. Um, we started this podcast series because we wanted to create a space where we can discuss our opinions, um, share our research, and hopefully influence others to not engage in drug and alcohol use. Um, but with that being said, we're not here to tell you what to do or live your, how to live your life. Uh, we are simply trying to provide you with knowledge and resources um, in order for you to make the best possible decisions for yourself. Um, I would also like to note that we are not licensed health professionals. So everything that we talk about is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, um, diagnosis, or treatment. Um, we are only here to share our opinions uh, based on research that we have done. Um, and be sure to always seek the advice of your physician or other health, uh, qualified health professional uh, with any questions you have regarding uh, vaping, smoking, um, treatment for vaping, um, or cigarette addiction. Um, so with that, um, Gabby, I know that you have been doing a lot of research about what e-juice actually is. So could you share with us what you found? Uh, yes, Lauren, thank you. So I actually did a handful of research on what is um, e-juice. So basically e-cigarettes have a canister where the e-juice um, is stored. When the e-juice um, or e-liquid is heated, the uh, liquid turns into aerosol that can be inhaled. So the vape ingredients can vary by brand, yet there are common ingredients that uh, many uh, vape juice manufacturers rely on. So today I'm gonna to talk about the most common vape um, juice ingredients. So we're gonna start off with the base, which is basically consists of the PG, also known as propylene glyco, um, vegetable uh, glycerin or VG, and then distilled water. Um, and there's also add-ons that you can add to that, which is nicotine and flavoring. So first we're gonna start off with PG, also known as like the throat hit. So like I mentioned, uh, PG also known as propylene glyco is an organic compound created in laboratories. The liquid is colorless, orderless, and tasteless. So it actually is approved by the FDA because of its many um, useful properties. It's a good um, solvent, so it can, um, it can dissolve things and then it attracts water and it has uh, low toxicity, excuse me, and low vapor pressure. So these properties make it a great choice for using various uh, consumer products. So it can be used by the chemical food, um, by chemicals, food and uh, pharmaceutical industries. So it kind of absorbs like humid. So 
for example, to absorb extra water and maintain moisture in certain medicines, cosmetics, or food products. It is also a good uh, solvent for food colors and flavors, and it's um, used in paint and plastic industries. So PG has widely been used for uh, decades as a solvent for many um, oral preparations, such as cough syrups. Um, it is also used to create artificial smoke or fog, um, which is used in firefighter training or in throughout um, like theaters and productions, um, which is why for the most part, it is presumed um, that it makes a great base for e-cigarettes. Um, however, in electronic uh, cigarettes, PG is used as, uh, like I mentioned, the base, and it is known for a strong uh, throat hit. However, when it comes to eating and drinking it uh, at a reasonable uh, a reasonable amount, there's no cause for concern. However, there is potential threat for inhaling it. Although there is limited research on inhaling it, um, I did find some uh, some research and also because vaping, as we know, it's kind of recent, but it is becoming very uh, prevalent and it's uh, more common amongst the youth. So I did find a, a study, um, it's in short-term effects. Like I mentioned, we don't know the long-term effects because vaping you know, is new, but a study of 101 people who worked close to fog machines were studied. In this case, those who worked closest to the fog, um, the source of the fog, um, had uh, slightly reduced lung function. Uh, so they had wheezing and chest tightness. Um, it increased within those workers. And then also, uh, this was done over a two-year span. So the coughing and the dry throat were also reported as a short-term effect to the PG fog. So like I mentioned, there is limited research and because of this, we don't know the long-term effects of PG. We just know that it's used um, as a base to create that throat hit when you, you know, smoke an e-cigarette. And then another um, base ingredient that I found was um, vegetable glycosurin, I'm sorry, VG. So that is a production of steam. So like PG, uh, VG, is another base ingredient used in these um, electronic cigarettes. VG is uh, derived from vegetable plant oils and is a, uh, considered 100% natural and safe. So because of its thicker properties, it tends to produce more vapor, but it does not create that uh, throat hit. So for this base, it's uh, again, there's very limited research and also because it's 100% um, natural, there um, hasn't been much uh, research on um, the effects that it has or like the um, harmful concerns that uh, can arise from that. So there are several flavors in e-cigarettes. So these flavors attract teenagers and make it enjoyable for adults compared to regular cigarettes. So e-cigarettes come in various flavors, including fruit, candy, mint, and methanol. So a study from 2013 to 2014 showed that most youth who use um, e-cigarettes first started with a, uh, a flavored variety. And the flavors are the primary reason why the youth reported even starting to use these um, e-cigarettes. And then more recently in 2021, most youth reported using um, e-cigarettes use flavored um, varieties. So 84% of them use flavors. And then among middle schoolers and high schoolers, um, students who currently use any type of flavoring cigarette, the most common uh, flavors were fruit, which is 71%. Um, so like fruity flavors or candies, desserts or other sweets. 34.1 used mint and 28.8 um, resorted to a methanol flavor. And then also, I just want to note that in January 2nd, 2020, um, the U.S. Um, Food and Drug Administration, also known as the FDA, finalized and enforced um, 
policy that prohibits the sale, the sale of pre-filled um, cartridge e-cigarettes in any flavor other than tobacco or methanol, unless authorized by the FDA. So they kind of had this, um, made this additional step to prohibit certain companies from selling youth appealing flavors and also disposable cigarettes and flavored um, e-liquids without authorization. And then Lauren, I know you mentioned or had something to add on in regards to doing research in flavors as well. Yeah, so um, I also did a little bit of research on flavoring and I found that there are over 7,000 different flavors. Um, and I know you kind of mentioned some of them, but it was just interesting to see that even the names of them, it seemed like it was like targeted towards youth. Like one of them was named like unicorn poop or like, um, like you said, like candy, like Coca-Cola. It just seems like uh, these names are, and these flavors are targeted towards youth, which is really scary. Yeah. And I think that's why the FDA be, um, made this, um, you know, policy, like you mentioned, you these names attract uh, the youth and that's, you know, they're targeted with these flavors. Um, so yeah, I, I really find it interesting how there's so many like thousands of flavors, but for that reason, the FDA did um, release this policy or uh, pass this policy. So now I'm gonna talk about um, nicotine and this is another um, ingredient that can be added to your e-liquid or your e-juice. So there is optional grams and milligrams of nicotine. Its levels can be cost customized by the user or their per uh, and their uh, personal preference. So on here we have some that you know that says no nicotine, which is zero milligrams, and then you have something that's light, which is six uh, milligrams, and then medium to light can be twelve milligrams. Strong, which is average, is um, eighteen milligrams, and then you also have. Um, 24 milligrams, which is very strong. And then you also have 36 milligrams, which is also um, super strong. So these are just some, um, you know, e-liquid nicotine uh, measurements that, you know, you can choose from when you do buy um, e-cigarette and the um, e-juice. And then although you can choose the amount of nicotine in your e-cigarette, a recent CDC study found that 99% of the cigarettes sold in assessed uh, venues in the United States contain nicotine. So let's say, for example, you know, a, a teenager or someone underage or someone that didn't want um, nicotine in their um, in their e-cigarette or their e-liquid goes in there and chooses one that says no nicotine, you know, odds are, like as the CDC found, like 99%, it does contain some type of nicotine. So also there are some cigarette labels do not, that do not disclose that they contain nicotine and some cigarettes marketed as containing 0% nicotine that then found that contain, you know, some nicotine. So I think, as we mentioned, nicotine is very addictive. So an adult resorting to its e-cigarettes to quit smoking, you know, they purchase these um, e-juices with zero nicotine, but in reality, there is nicotine. I think it's also, you know, dangerous for the youth who, you know, say, oh, I'm going to uh, buy uh, e-cigarette and e-juice that doesn't contain nicotine, and they're just doing it for the flavor. But the reality is that, you know, there is nicotine in some in these e-cigarettes, especially when they buy them from, you know, unregulated um, dispensaries. So as we mentioned before, you know, nicotine is very uh, addictive and can cause lung, heart, and brain issues, especially to uh, uh, among teens. So, and even if you think you are not smoking nicotine in cigarettes, the chances are that you are. And then Lauren, I also know you did other research on other harmful chemicals. I know um, maybe we can talk about those. 
So I did do a lot of research on um, chemicals in uh, e-juice. Um, so because the FDA um, has not begun its review of like any e-cigarette ingredients or even just e-cigarettes in general, um, nor have they issued any standards on the products. So they can basically put whatever they want in these um, e-juices because they're not regulated by um, the FDA yet. So there's definitely a lot more work that the FDA needs to do in order to regulate um, these ingredients and devices. Um, I also wanted to apologize in the beginning of when I'm talking about these uh, chemicals. I am not a scientist um, or a chemist, so I don't know how to pronounce a lot of these words, so I apologize for that. But uh, many of the chemicals found in e-juices are actually a lot of the same chemicals that are found in traditional cigarettes, um, such as uh, cadmium, um, which is a toxic metal found in traditional cigarettes that causes breathing problems um, and disease. Um, there's also known carcinogens, um, chemicals, which are chem uh, chemicals known to cause cancer. Um, they've been found in e-juice, um, and these are things like acetylide and formaldehyde. Um, and then a chemical known as acrolein has been found in e-juice, and this is a herbicide, which is primarily used to kill weed. It has been found to cause um, lung damage. Um, there's also diacetyl, which is a chemical linked to lung disease, lung disease as well as um, bronchitis, um, also known as popcorn lung, um, which has been, uh, so that has been found in e-juice. Um, diethylene glycol, um, which is a toxic chemical used in antifreeze um, that has been uh, linked to lung disease as well. Um, as well as some heavy metals such as um, nickel, tin, and lead um, have been found in e-juice. Um, heavy metal toxicity um, may damage um, the function of lungs, brain, liver, um, your kidneys, um, and other organs. Um, there's also been benzene, which is a volatile organic compound um, that's found in car exhaust. Um, and long-term exposure to this can be linked to leukemia. It can also damage the ovaries um, in women. Um, also, to uh, toline um, can cause uh, headaches, mental impairment, also found in nail polish, uh, glue, and paint fumes. So that has also been found in e-juices. Um, isoprene, which is another chemical that is suspected to cause cancer. And this chemical has also been found in secondhand vapor. So meaning that not only is the person that is actually vaping being exposed to this chemical, but also those around them, um, including pets as well. Um, so after taking a look at all of these chemicals um, that have been found in e-juice, I did a little bit of research on where else some of these chemicals like, can be found or what, where else they're used in. Um, so the chemical lithium, which has been found in e-juice, um, is also found or used uh, um, for batteries. Uh, the chemical acetone, uh, which has been found in e-juice, uh, is used to uh, make nail polish, polish remover. Um, the chemical ethylbenzene um, has been, in, been found in e-juice, and it's used to make many paints and pesticides. Um, and then, as I mentioned before, formaldehyde, um, but this is used in the embalming process for humans and animals, um, which is basically the science of preserving like human remains um, um, to uh, delay uh, decomposition. decomposition. Um, the chemical uh, rubidium 
has also been found in e-juice. And this is a chemical used to uh, make or give fireworks their color. Um, so those are a couple of the chemicals uh, in e-juice that um, and what they actually are used for um, other than in e-juice. Um, and after finding out what they are also used for, it really put it into put um, into perspective how toxic these chemicals um, are um, for us, and they're going into our lungs. So I don't think I would ever um, put like nail polish remover in my lungs or batteries in my lungs, but these are the ingredients that are used to make these things, and people are putting them in the lungs through um, vaping. And if the chemicals added to these e-juices isn't already enough to be concerned about, I also found out that chemicals used in the construction of these devices, so not in the e-juice directly, but the actual components or parts used to make the, e the vape device, um, they can also, they also have been found to cause negative health effects. So I found this study from the Chemical Research and Toxo Toxicology, um, and they examined um, three types and levels of um, three groups of chemicals in the components of uh, and parts of vape devices. So they looked at things like their refill liquids, their cartridges, their tanks, their atomizers, their drip tips, their mouthpieces, um, and also their sealing materials um, used in these vape devices. And they tested these three groups of chemicals, uh, one being uh, phthalates, phenolic compounds, and flame uh, retardants. Um, and Basically, so phthalates are a group of chemical used to make plastics um, more du durable. Um, so they have also been found to be um, toxic um, to our liver, kidneys, lungs, and reproductive uh, system. Um, phenolic compounds, so they, this is another chemical that they tested for. Um, and it's basically um, a chemical that forms uh, from the discharge of uh, polluted wastewater from like industrial plants and agriculture, agricultural activities. Um, so these phenolic compounds have been found to be um, toxic um, and inflict um, severe and long-lasting effects on uh, humans. And uh, they are also act as carcinogens and can cause damage to the red blood cells and the liver, um, even in low concentrations. Um, the last chemical that they tested for was flame retardants, and these are chemicals that are applied to materials to prevent the start or slow uh, the growth of fire. Um, so this flame retardants have been found to show, uh, shown to cause um, neurological damage as well as hormone disruption and cancer. Um, so this study looked at those three different chemicals and um, tested samples of um, uh, e-cig devices. And um, they found that uh, there was um, parabens in all of the samples, which is basically an artificial preservative. They also found um, flame retardants in, this, in the samples. Um, and all of these measured chemicals um, had significantly higher de uh, detection rates in the cartridges or tanks of the e-cigs, the drip tips and the mouthpieces, as well as their sealing materials. Um, so because many of these substances are not chemically bonded to the materials, uh, they are found in, they can, uh, leach or out gas with time and use, and consequently they can lead to, um, human exposure. So this brings us to the end of our let's talk vape. What is e-juice flavors and nicotine strengths, uh, episode. 
Uh, we hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you have any questions regarding um, this episode, please feel free to email me at lgraziani at hycinc.org or gabby at gmorgato at hycinc.org. If you're just listening to this episode and you want to check out any graphics or images that we talked about, um, this will be on our YouTube channel, um, which is AODPSHYC. Um, lastly, if you would like to follow us on Instagram, our Instagram handle is AODPrevention underscore HYC. Um, and again, this is that is where we will be promoting our new podcast episodes. Um, and before we go, I wanted to reiterate the fact that we are not licensed health professionals um, and everything that we talk about is not intended to be a substitute for uh, professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Um, so be sure to check out our next uh, Let's Talk Vape episode uh, coming up next month. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.